We would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We value their cultures, identities, and continuing connection to country, waters, kin, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. James. Hey. James. Yes. Listen, mate. This is important. There's plenty of trick-or-treating, people carving pumpkins into spooky faces, people telling ghost stories by the fire, playing pranks, visiting haunted homes and watching horror films. The year was 1745 when it first started. I'm rich. I'm spooked out. And James. We're looking at the spoopiest of spoopy films, and that's Spoopcorn! Listen, mate, this is important. Trying to find the energy. Come back off here, finish your watch! I'm sure I can't put bottles out here to see. Lucas, we're not playing games right now, honey. <laughs> I, I thought you were real. That's popcorn. That's popcorn. Richard, yeah, that's good. Where do you think that spooky voice came from? Who was the first to do spooky voice and why did that become the spooky voice? Was it Bella? Um, <laughs> by Bella, I clearly <laughs> mean Bella from Twilight. Not that's Bella it. Lugosi. <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. My <laughs> head straight away, I'm just like, yeah, that's the scariest thing I can think of. The scariest Bellas in order. We've got Bella from Twilight. Uh, is it Bella in... Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast is that Bella? Or is well, that Belle? Belle, oh, but, well, still yeah. spookier. And then we've got Bella Lugosi, who's like the OG yeah. Dracula. And um, yeah, I can't. Oh, I this. I wish I had it prepared for this because we could have had a good, good bit of pun punnage. <laughs> good, good bit of punnage. We could that's, have had. It could have been punnaging, but that's all you get. Unfortunately, that's all you get. Welcome to that's, that's all you get. Welcome to that's uh, spoop corn. Uh, it's a, a That's Popcorn special where we are looking at some of the spookiest films, both good ones and the spooky bad ones. I can't <laughs> help, it's really addictive to do this. Yeah, what, what are the hands as well? It's creepy. Like, that, uh, it's I'm creepy. creepy. You're playing a piano that's at the wrong level. <laughs> I don't know how to adjust my I'm piano playing... stool. <laughs> Scary. That is spooky. Oh, it's a shame for people that just listen to this. Um, which is just, right, really. Just me during the edit, really. Uh, welcome to That's Popcorn. Usually uh, we look at a film that's good and a film that's not good from a particular year. But in the spirit of all things spoopy, we will yes. be looking at spoopy films. <laughs> looking at the scariest films that we can find that are great 
loved by critics and, and fans alike and that are not great, that are grating. Ah, that's good. We haven't I can't, that before, I can't believe it took me till episode 11 <laughs> <laughs> to get to that one. There we go. You go back wow. and re-edit all the old episodes yeah. just to slip that line in. It's, yeah. it's just... I finally understand what we're doing here now. <laughs> <laughs> finally. It's taken 11 episodes. Um, so with that in mind, uh, we don't have a particular year this time around. We've just got um, just, you know, great and grating films think, from, yeah. from across the horror spectrum. Um, and, uh, and all things spooky because not, you know, you think of horror and that's traditionally a ghost or maybe a, a, a demon baby. Um, but this, you know, it's a, it's a big encompassing thing. You got your body horror, you got mind horror and spooks and spooks and spooks. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the three kinds of sub genres. That's it. Don't, yeah. don't come at us with any more genres cause you that's, can't cause they don't exist. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Um, shall we look at the, shall we look at the good, the good spooks? Let's look at the, the good ones. And uh, I do like that these good ones, you know, these are films that everyone knows, everyone loves, and, well, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Do you, want to, do you want to kick us off? I'll, I'll kick us off right from the top with the, 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 the maestro of horror. That's not what he's ever been called. <laughs> um, Alfred Hitchcock with Psycho from 1960 which Phoenix Secretary Marion Crane on the lamb after stealing $40,000 from her employer in order to run away with her boyfriend, Sam Loomis, is overcome by exhaustion during a heavy rainstorm. Traveling on the back roads to avoid the police, she stops for the night at the ramshackle Bates Motel amidst the polite but highly strung proprietor Norman Bates, a young man with an interesting taxidermy and a difficult relationship with his mother. To say the least. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, what does on the lamb mean? Um, so this, so, okay. I only first heard the phrase on the lamb um, in a bit, I think on Stephen Colbert, when there was a monkey um, that had escaped from a zoo and was like running loose and everyone was chasing it. And the bit that they did was called monkey on the lamb. And it was a great graphic um that fit that and then i'm just like what is on the lamb and that just means on the run on the lamb on the lamb and it's not lamb with a b no it's lamb. yeah so when we get later on to another film there will be a lamb with a b um yes that's that's b movie too <laughs> and his friend the <laughs> lamb um what do you have you, you've seen psycho before I have seen Psycho when I was in high school and we were all about horror movies. We're like, well, you know, we've done all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and we've done all the Friday the 13th. We better like go back and watch Psycho. And as a bunch of 13 year olds who are used to boobs in their spooky horror movies, um, this was we're like black and white. What is this? And um, yeah, it probably didn't hit where it needed to at the time. Where it's like, this is boring. Where is blood? Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the interesting thing when you look back at it is it was a black and white film when black and white wasn't actually, like, every film. Mm. <laughs> like, there was colour film back then and it was a bit of a controversy to go back to black and white for this one. 
but it definitely enhanced some of the um horror i guess in a sense yeah. because it's like your imagination sort of fills in the gaps and and even like it's it's literally been like years and years and years since i saw it but i do remember that even the start before it even gets to the motel it's 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 scary like yeah it's, you're very anxious and there's the the score which is like really well done and spooky that's the yeah that's the one that's yes. the one i used to have a really good uh drum and bass remix of that if i can <laughs> i'd love to find that again i mean that sounds like a that sounds like a score that would lend its well lend itself well to drum and bass yeah uh, it'd go it'd go absolutely off at the uh at a bush doof <laughs> I guess in a spooky bush doof. Uh, psycho, psycho bush doof. Um, yeah. Up next, we've got The Night of the Hunter, another another film from the pre-60s, 1955. Uh, the Reverend Harry Powell, Robert Mitchum, is a religious fanatic and serial killer who targets women who use their sexuality to attract men. Serving time in prison for car theft, he meets condemned murderer Ben Harper, not... <laughs> Not, not <laughs> hey, Harper he's an innocent criminal, criminal mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a nice popcorn pair. Uh, he confesses <laughs> to hiding $10,000 in stolen loot. Released from jail, Powell is obsessed with finding the money, and he tracks down Harper's widow, Willa, Shelley Winters, and her two children, John and Pearl. Do you know much about this film? I don't. I don't. I watched. I watched the trailer earlier, and I still don't know much about it because I can't remember. <laughs> <a thing. laughs> um, I think this is the film that they talk about in um, Zodiac, ah. like with it with the the movie poster and and that that whole scene, and that's like my sort of point of reference. Yeah. Um, apart from that, like when I looked at that synopsis, I'm like, this is not the movie I thought it was at all um sounds interesting though it's interesting that both this and psycho both involve stolen money Mm. as sort of like a plot device that then uh other things happen maybe there's a big thing in the 50s they're they're both cautionary tales yeah well the night neither hunter came out in 55 and then psycho came out five years later and they're like oh well they did ten thousand dollars in night of the hunter so we we better amp it up (laughs) Forty thousand. <laughs> that's that's inflation better. for you. <laughs> um, but then we also have uh, also have two films where the protagonist um, is the villain, by the sounds of mm. things. Um, yeah. Well, I guess like in Psycho, Psycho is interesting because it shifts protagonist halfway through. Yeah, like halfway through. Mm. Um, but yeah, in in this one, it sounds like once again following religious fanatic and serial killer harry powell and he doesn't sound like a stand-up gentleman no not really uh what have we got next uh next we got rosemary's baby um a young wife comes to believe that her offspring is not of this world wayfish rosemary woodhouse and her struggling actor husband guy move to a new york city apartment building with an ominous reputation and odd neighbors roman and Minnie castabet when Rosemary becomes pregnant, she becomes increasingly isolated and the diabolical truth is revealed only after Rosemary gives birth. Oy. That um, Now, I think this is a Roman Polanski film, mm. which adds an extra level of menace to it. <laughs> extra, <laughs> to extra say level the least. of scariness, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen this one? No, I, I, 
I did watch the trailer earlier and it does actually mm-hmm. look pretty interesting. Um, like it's, how it's put together, sort of the unsettlingness. The, the trailer itself is almost terrifying mm. in itself. I, I accidentally did watch, um, there's like, or I almost watched uh, the modern trailer. So someone had like re-edited uh, a version right. to be like a modern style. But then the comment quickly below just quickly says, ah, just like every other modern trailer tells you everything that happens in the movie. So I was like, ah, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah. I thought it might have been one of those like fake trailers where they re-edit it and then yep. like Phil Collins comes on and it's like Rosemary's Babies. <laughs> and he's like spilling ice cream on her head. <laughs> it's like oh. he's talking to or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks, uh, it looks really interesting. I, I'd be keen to give that one a watch. Yeah, uh, and you just look at the scores for that one just quickly. Uh, Metacritic, 96. RT Critic, 96. RT Audience, 97. Like that's, that's smashing. Pretty big. There's, you know, <laughs> there's fewer coronavirus cases in Victoria than there are people who don't like Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's interesting. A, that's a I wonder. Thing. I wonder if that's an actual statistic. You don't get COVID if you like Rosemary's Baby. Uh, it was in. It was in his presser. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I missed that part. Five uh, K restrictions now. Twenty five K. And also, I want everyone to know that uh, Daniel in Broadmeadows, <laughs> who doesn't like Rosemary's Baby, also has coronavirus. I'll be taking questions. <laughs> What's next? Well, speaking of on the lambs. Yes. The silence of them, the, yep. the lambs. The lambs. <laughs> uh, silence of the Lambs, nineteen ninety one film starring Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling, a top student at the FBI's training academy. Jack Crawford wants to. Uh, sorry, wants Clarice. Jack Crawford wants Clarice to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter, a brilliant psychiatrist who is also a violent psychopath, serving life behind bars for various acts of murder and cannibalism. Uh, Crawford believes that Lecter may have insight into a case and that Starling, as an attractive young woman, may be just the bait to draw him out. Silence of the Lambs, classic, classic horror film. Very much quoted. scary film. Um, no much one ever quoted. has Chianti's anymore or whatever. Um, I, I have the occasional fava bean. <laughs> is, that just a, <laughs> is that just a chickpea? No, what's a fava bean? It's got another name. Broad bean? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. This isn't That's Beans. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know. I was expected to know. That's another know That's, another that's the Popcorn test. special. <laughs> We're talking about the best and worst beans. <laughs> um, what do you think came first? Uh, the name Hannibal or the fact that he's a cannibal? <laughs> he just grew up and he's like, Hannibal. I was I was thinking more from the writer point of view, oh. but also also maybe I was thinking like can I, can yeah. I, was it part of canon? Ironically, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, interesting. His brother, um, uh, Arbidge Ruck, River Lecter, um, grew up to become a garbage truck driver. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? Where, yeah. What? <laughs> yep, no, nah, that's it's the brother's name. Yeah, and his other brother Negan grew up to be a vegan. It's just oh, that, that's that's an, that's an actual. Is that a name? Negan. Uh, the only Negan I know is a character from The Walking Dead. So mm. yes, um, mm. Sounds Lambs, classic film. It puts the lotion on the skin, and then we talk about the next film again. Yep, let's do that one. And it is Alien. 
Space spooks. In deep space, a crew of the commercial starship Nostromo is awakened from their cryo-sleep capsules halfway through their journey home to investigate a distress call from an alien vessel. The terror begins when the crew encounters a nest of eggs inside the alien ship. An organism from inside an egg leaps out and attaches itself to one of the crew, causing him to fall into a coma. And then spooks. Have you seen Alien? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. What? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, like, we um, might be the only people in the world who haven't. Cause... Yeah, because everyone yeah. just raves about it. But it's one of those films that it's just like I feel like I know so much about it because it's yep. just in all of pop culture. And Terminator yeah. Two was like that for me for a long time until I watched it like maybe five or six years ago or something. Hmm. Um, but yeah, never seen Alien. Yeah, it's just never. I've never had the opportunity or like, mm. i guess it's just sort of never popped up and yeah weird thing but I, I definitely feel like it's it's you know one of those films that everyone is on it's on like the you get that thousand and one movies you need to see before you die and then mm. you go that's just a ridiculous amount of films it's going to be like nine to five on here like it's going to be garbage but you cut that down to like the 51 movies and um it still makes it in yeah, yeah, that's my thoughts. Well, I, it's a front runner, I reckon. Yeah, and what what could be next after we talk about Alien? Well, uh, funny you <laughs> trying to trying to think of a segue. Oh, Segwayney Weaver. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's probably definitely a teacher that pronounced her name that like when she was growing up. Sigwani. Sigwani. Sigwani Weaver. Sigwani Weaver. She's just like, really? You couldn't even get Weaver? <laughs> um, Aliens is up next, the sequel to Alien. Uh, um, this must be very confusing, at, or it must have been very confusing at Blockbuster when they had Alien and Aliens mm. to rent out all the time. Uh I won't read the synopsis. It might spoil. It might spoil Alien. I don't know. That's <laughs> probably won't. That's but a good point. Uh, if you do, you want me to just go straight on to Jaws because I'm going to do it. Yeah, do it. Jaws is up next. Ah, uh, no. uh, classic, classic shark film starring Richard Dreyfuss and uh, Roy Scheider. Scheider. Schneider. Scheider. Schneider. Shida? Anyway. Chowder. Um, this is a classic tale about alcoholism, and that's what I tell everybody every time when anyone, <laughs> anyone watches it. <laughs> Forget the shark. None of that shit happened. It's all about how Roy Scheider's character, Martin Brody, is an alcoholic, and he's dealing with that. Um, and the shark is a metaphor. I like that. Uh, I also like that it's got an ichthyologist. Ichthyologist, a shark person. Yeah, not a, not a lot of films that aren't about sharks have ichthyologists in them. Mm. Just a random character. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm an ichthyologist. Yeah, right. and then you think it's going to come up later in the movie, but it just it never does. does. No, Chekhov's gun, not this, not on this case, occasion. Mm. Anyway, um, Jaws is a classic film. It's I think part of the greatness of Jaws was the failure of their special effects team to produce a decent shark and so they had to like film around it you know so yeah and it makes it better because you never see it sort of as a whole except for yeah when you do um but yeah there is 
like the, the one scene in the boat where where Quint, the captain, is is telling the story of like the war, is one of the most scary scenes in film history, according to James. <laughs> according to James. According yes. to James. That's you can not read um, about it in my book. Who's the actor? Robert Shaw. It is Robert Shaw. Has he been in another film that we watched, or am I just confusing him with the guy from Dust Boot? <laughs> <laughs> he was on a boat. Yeah, that's 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 a link. Yeah, yep. um, there you go. Yeah. Oh Don't... yes, I remember him. Yeah. Classic. Classic yeah. Show. Classic. Classic Jaws. Classic Jaws. Um, we next, we got whatever happened to Baby Jane? Oh. Uh, Jane Hudson is an aging child star left to care for a wheelchair-bound sister Blanche, also a former child actress. Stuck living together in a mansion in old Hollywood, Blanche plots to get even with Jane for the car crash that left her crippled years earlier. But Jane is desperate to keep Blanche imprisoned as she plans a new rise to fame and tries to hide Blanche's existence from doctors, visitors and neighbours while she devises a way to get rid of her sister. Sounds very dark. Incredibly dark. Do you know much about this film? Not much. I have seen it referenced in a lot of things and a book I recently read um, referenced this quite heavily as well. But okay. um, yeah, I haven't seen the flick. Got classic actresses. Uh, is it Betty Davis? Bette Davis. Um, is it, isn't it Betty Davis? Because Betty Davis. But that, I mean, who knows if they got it pronounced correctly? Yeah, I mean, like, what's that other song? Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche. I mean, that's not how you pronounce douche. So who knows? Who can believe yeah. music? <laughs> They're wrong. They're wrong. All music wrong. Music wrong. And then uh, and then Joe Crawford as well, who always comes up in um, trivia pursuit questions that I can never get right. Yeah, because that's somebody who I know is a famous person, but I couldn't tell you what they look like. I know more about Shane Crawford. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And um, that's all. That's all. <laughs> That's all the Crawfords. That's all the Crawfords. Uh, Should we call whatever happened to Baby Shane? Whatever happened to Baby Shane? <laughs> Great. Good. Also, every character, this film, it's like a 19, is it a 55 film? 50 something? Um, yeah, let's say that. Maybe it's not that early. That early. But anyway, um, it's like every movie had a Blanche in it. <laughs> Blanche was a big name back then. Yeah, not a lot of Blanches these days. No. Feels like there should be a joke there. <laughs> but I'm there isn't. Thinking about almonds, something about almonds. Something, yeah, something about a quick boil. Uh, then we have Let the Right One In. Uh, so when Oscar, with a K, uh, a sensitive, bullied 12-year-old boy living with his mother in suburban Sweden meets his new neighbour, the mysterious and moody Eli, they strike up a friendship. Initially reserved with each other, Oscar and Eli slowly form a close bond, but it soon becomes apparent that she is no ordinary young girl. Eventually, Eli shares her dark macabre macabre secret with Oscar, revealing her connection to a string of bloody local murders. Oh, those bloody local murders at it again. Bloody local murders. (laughs) Um, Let the right one in is fantastic. Yeah. But what this does show to me um, is the, like, as we kind of get into more of the films that are more recent, 
the like lower appreciation people have for this genre because it's like yes. all the older films are like oh yeah these are seminal films these are amazing films get like nines and 90s and whatever but then the more modern you get like the ratings start to dip a bit and, and, and as such we've got this like list that's really weighted on i think the older films mm. well that's right and and like if you think of it from sort of the academy awards a lot of the older ones were all like nominated known you know really um sort of well regarded but as you get more recent it's like no nah, it's a horror movie as if we're gonna mm. even look at you yeah which is a shame in some circumstances it is but also deservedly so because <laughs> i mean i feel like there's been a lot of horror movies. There has. I feel like there's a bit of a resurgence, though, in the last five to ten yeah, years of like this... hereditary and yeah, you got your A twenty fours doing bringing it back. That's right. Thank you, A twenty four. Thank you. If you'd like to sponsor that's popcorn, please get in touch yeah. with us at hello at that's popcorn. Even if you just like to send me a couple of your movies because they're hard to find. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what's up next? Next. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 one. Um, as hordes of zombies swarm over the US, the terrified populace tries everything in their power to escape the attack of the undead, but neither cities nor the countryside prove safe. In Pennsylvania, radio station employee Stephen and his girlfriend Francine escape in the station helicopter accompanied by two renegade SWAT members, Roger and Pete. The group retreats to the haven of an enclosed shopping center to make what could be the humanity's last stand. I love this movie. It's a good one. It's so much fun. It's even the, even the remake, I didn't hate putting it yeah, out. Yeah, I like the remake. It's probably one of my favorite um, Snyder films. Yeah. Um, before he went kind of like, everything needs to be slow-mo and then quick <laughs> and then slow-mo and then 360. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's gold like god damn it snyder <laughs> not everything needs to be gold mm. um but yeah I, I i quite enjoyed this when i first saw it many moons ago and i think was this the first zombie movie that had fast zombies am i i might be making that up maybe are they fast yeah. in this one maybe I don't, I don't remember them being fast in dawn of the dead uh, yeah, I could be confusing it with something. I feel else. like Twenty Eight Days Later was one of the first sort of. Oh, like, uh, but they were like super fast. They were like yeah, the same bolt zombies. Scary. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, <laughs> Too scary for this list. That movie didn't even make it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, good film. Good film. Uh, my stomach is rumbling so much. The spooky ghost. Yeah, it's going to be a spooky little soundtrack. Papa Beans Pass. Papa Beans. Oh, shouldn't have had all those Papa Beans slash Broad Beans or whatever they're called. <laughs> uh, next we have Get Out. Oh, no. Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the Meet the Parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he never could have imagined. Yeah. I, uh, great movie. I didn't see the twist coming when it came. Oh, really? I didn't. Like, I knew, I'm like, I know this isn't what I, what it's obviously 
trying to say that it is. I'm like, there is going to be something different, but I didn't guess that that was what it was. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember if I picked up on it early, but yeah, there's definitely. I mean, it probably got spoiled a little bit by all the media around it and saying, yeah. this is, you know. It also uh, has our friend of the show, Lakeith Stanfield, in it. So, yes. Yep. Thanks, Lakeith. Shout out, mate. Yep, that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Get Out's great. Have you seen Us? I have seen Us. What do you think of Us? I thought it was probably treated unfairly by a lot of people who are expecting it to be as making like a comment that Get Out kind of did, whereas Us is more of just a spooky, scary horror movie. Mm. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to have a, a message or a, an allegory for, for something that's actually happening. Um, and a, a lot of people I sort of spoke to were like, oh, yeah, I didn't like it as much because of that reason. I'm like, Ed, it's scarier. And it's, mm. got that, and it's got that spooky, scary version of I Got Five on it, which I love. <laughs> I got but, five on it. Yep, I have to cut that out. I... <laughs> It's um just because I feel like it. Um, yeah. Tone deaf as she. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, and I I really I think I I think we saw it at the cinema and I really enjoyed it and like the performance from uh, is it Lupita? No? Yes, Lupita uh, Nyong'o uh, yeah. is amazing. Um, and just some of the attention to detail on like her character and how. Anyway, I won't go into it too much because I'll spoil it. If you haven't seen us. I mean, here we are. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> there, there you go. That's an it-style joke. <laughs> um, what have we got next, James? Faust or Forced? Faust. <laughs> From my favourite year of our Lord 1926. <laughs> um, in this classic of silent cinema, the demon Mephisto makes a bet with an archangel that a good man's soul can be corrupted. Mephisto sets his sights on the thoughtful old alchemist Forst, who desperately trying to save his village from a plague. He is able to help the villagers, thanks to Mephisto, but further dealings with the devil lead Forst on a de- decadent downward spiral. Can he redeem his soul before it's too late? Isn't, uh, isn't Mephisto like a wrestler? I feel like it. I think he's also the, the name of that weird character in South Park that puts... Multiple butts on things. Dr. Afon's Mephisto in South Africa. Ah. Ah. Oh, yeah, another one. There is a wrestler. He's a, he's a luchador called Mephisto, but I don't know if he's that popular. Anyway. Yes, and it's probably not the same person who was in this movie in 1926. I mean, it could be. It could be a spin-off. It could be. You know, the things that they do is so, make silent, up voiceovers. Silent films to Mexican wrestling. You know, there's a larger crossover than you would think. Well, this is actually this is actually the main character in this is performed by Shannon Williams from Once Were Warriors. And uh, they just <laughs> made him up to be wow. in the past. Is there anything you can't do? Nothing. 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 Um, um, yeah, look, this movie looks really good, which I think is one of the big sort of things with silent films, because you see it with like Metropolis as well, um, where so much effort, because there was no voice, you have to make it look amazing and it looks amazing. It's also two hours long and silent, and I don't know how much patience I have anymore. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting that out there. 
You know I'm going to be watching this and listening to a podcast. I mean, we hardly make it through some of the synopsises here. So, <laughs> um, right, Faust. I feel like Faust has been Fausted. Yeah, forced, forced out, forced um, out. That's good. Next, what do you next got? Next, we have Diabolique. 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 Uh, eight, ninety-six, ninety-three. No Metacritic because Metacritic ain't got time for that. In this classic of French suspense, the cruel and abusive headmaster of a boarding school, Michel, 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 Michel. Salle, uh, becomes the target of a murder plot hatched by an unlikely duo. His meek wife and the mistress he pleasantly flaunts. Oh, well, spoiler. There you go. That's you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the women brought together by their mutual hatred for the man pull off the crime, but become increasingly unhinged by a series of odd occurrences after Delacelle's uh, corpse mysteriously disappears. So this is uh, 1955's version of Weekend at Bernie's. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, this sounds uh, pretty interesting um mm. i am also interested the women are brought together by their mutual hatred for the man i mean one's his wife and one's his mistress like why would your mistress hate you that doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me maybe she didn't you... know she was a mistress oh could be yeah or it's... maybe it's 1955 and everything's different yeah yeah and yeah 1955 france it was like this is a woman that hates me i'm gonna make her my mistress mm. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> the French, they love to... When when the rest of the world zigs, the French, they zag. You know it. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what happens. <laughs> what have we got next? Kwaidan. Uh, Kwaidan. Um, taking its title from an archaic Japanese word meaning ghost story, this anthology adapts four folk tales. A penniless samurai marries for money with tragic results. Man stranded in a blizzard is saved by Yuki the Snow Maiden, but his rescue comes at a cost. Blind musician Okoichi is perform is forced to perform for an audience of ghosts. An author relates the story of a samurai who sees another warrior's reflection in his teacup. Um, this sounds really interesting. Um, anthology film from Japan in 1964. Um, interested in the blind musician forced to perform for an audience yeah. of ghosts. Um, I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes what? Sometimes I feel like that with this podcast. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, that stings. Um, <laughs> I just like the idea of like a bunch of ghosts being like, play k Sam, Free bird. Free bird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, no, they're just like, they're just like, play Claire de Lune. That's, that's a, that's a good callback. That's a good, yeah. That's for the, that's for the, that's popcorn faithful. The the ones that, the ghosts listening to us. (laughs) Um, this looks great. I think this looks Mm. really good. Um, it's a front runner for me. I, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and I think. Like horror is one of those genres that sort of lends itself to an anthology film for better or for worse because mm. there's been a whole lot. There's mm. been so many. And there uh, is nothing worse than a slow-paced horror film. Yeah. So like, yeah. Snappy. Yeah, get to it. We yeah, watched get to uh, it. 
just a tangent slightly, we watched Hell House the other day. Yep. Um, one of many found footage. Oh, okay. And it just, it wasn't bad, but it just took so long to get to like anything happening. Yeah. This is how I want to get spooked. And they always, these found footage films, they always have like the worst people. They're always like, like chauvinistic men and like airhead women. And it's like, why are they, I mean, of course, these are the people that film everything, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's, so that, right. that's their only choice. It's never like, oh, you know, I'm a nice guy and I'm smart and <laughs> I'm respectful. It's always like these dickheads. <laughs> you have to deal with them for 90 minutes before they get murdered at the end. Um, anyway, before we pick a film, we should wait until dark, which is Aye. the next film. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Well done, I guess. Uh, after a flight back home, Sam Hendricks, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Actor has a better name than the character name. That dude, uh, this is, hold on, this is a tangent that I just need to bring up. It's very important. I, that's an insane name, but I heard it like two days ago in a crossword I did. What? That's just bizarre. That's so weird. How bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hendricks returns with a doll he innocently acquired along the way. As it turns out, the doll is actually stuffed with heroin and a group of criminals led by the ruthless rote Alan Arkin. Ah, oh, another, another yeah, flashback. Yeah, my, my favourite judge from North. That's right. Uh, has followed Hendrix back to his place to retrieve it. When Hendrix leaves for business, the crooks make their move. Wait, oh, he leaves for business. Okay, sorry. I thought he was a child. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got this doll. Because like, he's oh, got okay. a doll stuffed with heroin, yeah. Um, and, you know, Alan Arkin there. I just thought it was North 2. Um, <laughs> when Hendrix leaves for business, the crooks make their move and find his blind wife playing music for a bunch of ghosts. I mean, find his (laughs) blind wife, Susie, alone in the apartment. Soon, a life-threatening game begins between Susie and the thugs, which sounds like a... That's a a great band band name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've seen them play the tote. (laughs) Wait until dark. Um, Yeah, I've not heard of this film at all. Um, Interested in Audrey Hepburn, um, you know... Battling thugs sounds almost like a a, a prequel to um, Panic Room. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm getting. In big, in, big, big uh, house. Was that Jodie Foster? No, it was it was Jodie Foster and um, Christian Stewart. Yes, young Christian Stewart and mm. Jared Leto. Oh, is he a thug? He is a thug. Yeah, Jared Leto. Speaking of spooky people, man, yes. never ages. Uh, what's next? And then, uh, I think this is the last of the good movies uh, to go through, uh, The Wicker Man from 1973. Sergeant Howie, played by Edward Woodward, uh, arrives on a small Scottish island of Summer Isle to investigate the report of a missing child. A conservative Christian, the policeman observes the resident's frivolous sexual displays and strange pagan, uh, strange pagan rituals. <laughs> Particularly the temptations of Willow, daughter of the island magistrate, Lord Summerisle, Christopher Lee. The, the more Sergeant Howie learns about the islander's strange practices, the closer he gets to tracking down the missing child. Very um, good film. I like this movie. Yes. Um, also, I, I think this is the perfect time to give you a bit of trivia, Richard. Yep. Um, why does Edward Woodward have so many D's in his name? 
I don't I don't know, James. Why does Edward Woodward have so many D's in his name? Because otherwise his name would be Iwawa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that counts as trivia. <laughs> that is it's hey look look it up. I mean it's fun. <laughs> look it up, look at it. Look it up. <laughs> um isn't Ed Edward Woodward Edward Wood there's Ed Wood who did Plan Nine from Outer Space, not on this yep. not on our list, I don't think, today. No. Um But he's not he's just Edward Wood. This is Edward Woodward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um other bits of trivia about the Wicker Man, if you've seen Hot Fuzz, the actor who plays the priest is huh? in the Wicker Man as well. I'm not sure if it's it's not it's definitely not Christopher Lee, but it might be the sergeant, maybe? Um, I can't recall. I thought Michael Caine was in this film, but am I? Uh, no, I don't think hmm. he is. Maybe no, he could be, but he's not in the synopsis. He's that not helps. in the synopsis. <laughs> that helps uh, at all. <laughs> he's not in that thing that you can also see. <laughs> um, the Wicker Man is is our only film I think today that features. In some way or another, I feel like I look like I'm doing one of those things where someone's put their arms through my jumper. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> oh, this is good for the audio. This is, this is good for everyone listening to this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine something funny. Um, the the only film in our list that features on both the good list and the bad list because the remake spoiler alert with nick cage is coming up later on the bad list so yeah stick around for that stick around for that uh which should we just crack into the bad list um Um, or do you want to do some short listing i've got nothing else to do i've got nothing else right (laughs) well nothing else on this if 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 much like James, you've also got nothing else to do, stick around. We're going to have a quick break and then we're going to be back with the bad. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yep, I got, I got about five seconds of that. Uh- <laughs> 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 oh, oh Give me, well, a, give me a fright, Richard. Welcome back to That's Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> James, do you want to kick us off with the bad list? Ah, uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me just yeah. have some water. Delicious. For anyone that's decided to watch the silent movie Oh, my Faust, friend's here. <laughs> For anyone who's decided to watch the silent movie Faust whilst watching, uh, like watch that and then listen to this podcast yep. at the same time. Right now, Richard, it's turned into uh, a goose. I've turned into a goose. That looks like a, a, a hand. Hand goose. And now there's a second goose. Hand um, goose. <laughs> hand goose. Speaking of hand goose, number one on the bad list is hand goose. Hand goose. Hand Goose, a horror movie coming out to all cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> New oh, from A24, Hand Goose. <laughs> Hand Goose. That's Tony Collette and... Um, it always does. And Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. 
Edward Woodrush, <laughs> Tony Collette, and Grizz. <laughs> In a world where hands can become geese, one man... Who happens to be an ichthyologist. An ichthyologist, yeah. Uh, I thought you said a Lakeith theologist and you're doing <laughs> Lakeith, a crossover. Someone who studies Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Let's kick it off, James. Kick the bad it off. Oh. films. Do you want me to um, right. jump into yeah, it? Yeah, you jump into it. You can do the first one. Here we go. And the first film is Hand <laughs> Damn it. The first film is Cabin Fever. Fresh out of college, five friends face the horrors of a flesh-eating virus file spaying at a remote frabbin. This is a Cabin in the Woods film, essentially, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, important to note that Cabin Fever, the first one, came out like early 2000s. Oh, this is a remake. And then this is a remake of that, and it hardly feels like enough time or even yeah. respect for the original has passed for it to warrant a reboot with exactly the same name. Yeah. Like, not even call it, like, Cabin Fevers or The Cabin Fever. Like, yeah, or, like, Book of Shadows, Cabin Fever 2. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, like, somehow, because the original Cabin F- Fever is garbage and makes zero sense and warrants to almost be on this bad list, but... This one somehow works. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know the, it was a remake. Yeah. There's a scene in the original one where like a kid for no reason, and it's never mentioned again, just starts shouting pancakes. <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing and scary for the wrong reasons. All right. Well, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I watched the trailer to this and it just looks like coronavirus in regional Australia. <laughs> well, not Australia, <laughs> but like in a regional area. Because mm. um, it's just like... Everyone's gonna get the virus. She's got the virus, and we're all gonna get it. And it's like, okay, too close to home. <laughs> um, speaking about too close to home, uh, next up is the disappointments room, which oh. um, is what I call the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, self burn. <laughs> um, Dana, her husband David, and their five-year-old son Lucas start a new life after moving from the hustle and bustle of Brooklyn, New York to a stately old manor in the quiet countryside. After settling in, Dana starts to experience terrifying visions and dreams that she cannot explain. The mystery grows when she stumbles upon a secret room in the attic. After finding the key and unlocking the door, Dana discovers a dark history of the family that lives there in the 19th century. I feel like I've seen this movie a billion times and if you live in a nice apartment in new york and someone says we should move to a big old mansion in like north um new york state don't do it (laughs) it's it's (laughs) just like there's so many horror movies where it's just cabin in the woods or like haunted manor yeah um yes yeah and it's and it's always like like ghosts from the 19th century like, come on, what about all the ghosts from other centuries? There's, like, a whole, like, fifth century who probably has had no ghosts in Well, that's, that's how racist cinema is, is that we can't have non-white ghosts. Um, <laughs> so they're like, oh, well, you know, there weren't any white people in America in the 14th or 13th century or something. I don't know my history. So, you know, they've got to be the 19th. Yeah. They've got to get them white ghosts. 
and also they're probably like don't want a hard R rating because I, like everyone's going to be naked ghosts otherwise. Mm. So it's like we've got to dress them up, make sure that they've got collars up to the neck. Well, they could just do like the Casper thing and just like blur them off from like the navel down. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Safe. Get around. Mm. Lot, yeah. A lot of issues ghost, there. Ghost Genie. It's like a Genie ghost crossover, that one. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of Ghost Genie, uh, no, mm. no, no segue. No. Uh, fear.com. Metacritic 16, IMDb 3.5. Why do I read the score sometimes, but not always? No one knows. Uh, that's the spooky part of this. <laughs> that's the scariest thing. When four bodies are uh, discovered among the industrial decay and urban grime of New York City, brash young detective Mike O'Reilly, Stephen Dorff, teams with ambitious Department of Health researcher Terry Huston, Natasha McElhoney. McElhone, McEl, McElhone, to uncover the cause behind their violent and inexplicable deaths. The only common factor shared by the victims: each died exactly forty-eight hours after logging on to fear dot dot com. Uh, um, now, Richard, we've discussed this earlier, but <laughs> yeah. now's the time. What What are your thoughts on this? I, I think, <laughs> I mean, I kind of alluded to it in the synopsis, but the name of this film is Fear.com. F-E-A-R-D-O-T-C-O-M. That's not me spelling how to say Fear.com. That is literally how the title is written. The website they go to is Fear.com. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> F-E-A-R-D-O-T and then a dot, dot or a full stop and then C-O-M. Why? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't get it. It's like it's written by people who don't know what never the internet, internet is. Yeah. yeah. They think the dot's there just for fun. But then the name of the film is fear.com without the dot. And then just... <laughs> the website <laughs> for the film is fear.com.com. <laughs> Uh, it's just there's an absolute failure in the marketing department or just every department to this film i I can't tell if it's a failure or if it's like the supreme success (laughs) it's like some guys like you know what let's just get fear.com.com.com let's keep going (laughs) um I guess this sort of fits in with uh, the previous ones. You've either got a cabin in the woods that's scary, you've either got a big scary haunted house, or something happens and then you die. Because yeah. after The Ring, that was like every movie, every horror movie for five years. Yeah. You have a website, you die. You use a fidget spinner, you die. This is a yeah. calculator where if you add up 69 plus 420, you die. <laughs> that's the most downer of a calculator ever. <laughs> If you write boobies into yeah. this calculator. <laughs> That's it. You turn it upside down, you think you write boobies, but it says bloodies. Yeah. <laughs> one minus one equals dead. There's a... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I think it's that old trope of like open up the book and cast the curse or the spell or whatever. And they've just kind of transported it to the modern world. Yeah. Com.net. I feel like this would also have uh, some very dated internet references that were probably even dated at the time. Mm. Um, oh, we 
need to hack in to find out the serial IP of the mm. serial killer. Yeah. Or ghost. The ghost has gotten into the mainframe. Ghost in the machine. Ah, crossing. Ah, yeah. Wait, ghost in the machine? That is a thing, isn't it? Uh, it's an X-Files episode. <laughs> I'm thinking of Ghost in the Shell. Ah, yes. Or Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Mm. I, I, it, just thinking about it now, if they made an Australian version of this, for some reason, instantly, fear.com.au is just <laughs> not as scary. <laughs> Jimscaring.com. <laughs> Jimscaring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Dark Rubber? No, I don't know. Uh, oh, that's that's good. That's very good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't think so. I feel like in a couple of years' time, like we joke that no one listens to podcasts, but in a couple of years' time, we're going to have Hand Goose and DarkRubber.com <laughs> uh, both like in the Australian cinema landscape. And we're going to be like, wait a minute. That's right. Yeah, this is a time capsule for like, it's going to get unearthed one day. And people will be like, oh, my God. They yeah, should, we'll be, we, we should like make these films. Nostradamus will be us. Mm. Yeah, but just a very shit Nostradamus that can only predict terrible horror movies. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's all we can do. <laughs> what a useless skill. Uh, what's next? What's next is Jaws 3D. Uh, I assume this had 3D elements. Um, this synopsis... Uh, is perhaps not the synopsis that came with the film, a cheese-soaked ocean thriller with no evident reason to exist, Jaws 3 bellows forth with a <laughs> yet ultimately unheeded cry to put this franchise out of the viewer's misery. So in hindsight, I might have accidentally <laughs> copied the critic, uh, what is it, consensus over yeah. the synopsis by mistake. So um, I know that this one, uh, there is a shark. Um, it's not a 2D shark that was in the previous ones. No. <laughs> Just dun, dun, dun. <laughs> This one has some depth. Ah. Hey. hey. That's like a triple entendre because it goes into the water as well. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Man. I'm proud of that one. I should pay you. I should, uh, you know, you deserve a depth charge. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. There we go. Burn that, right. that one. That's, that's on fire now. Is, um, um, that's is Jaws there, 3D, third sequel to Jaws. Yeah. Is there an ichthyologist in this one, you reckon? Uh, probably. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. I don't, <laughs> Who knows? I don't we'll never find don't out know. when all we, we will, And we'll never know. That's, yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> There's no way to know. Um, up next is Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. A group of tourists arrives... A group of tourists Ooh. arrive in Burkittsville, Maryland, after seeing the Blair Witch Project to explore the mythology and phenomenon, only to come face-to-face with their own neuroses and possibly the witch herself. Who knows? Um, fun meta fact about this. It's crap. meta, yes. And, and two, it's not found footage. So it's like the one thing that made Blair Witch good, at least for its time. Now it's sort mm. of like every film's a bloody found footage film. But was it was like kind of like spooky, low indie budget found footage film, and this one is like a cheesy director video. Yeah, I feel like drama. it was like this just has cash in all over it. Like this half this film was already probably in production, 
Blair Witch came out, and then they're just like, "Oh, we need to we need to piggyback off this," and so they just tacked on Blair Witch two at right. the end of it, and then yeah. just like filmed a few extra scenes to sort of put it around yeah. it. There's some reshoots oh. of the guy just going, "Is that the Blair Witch?" Not even <laughs> like, it. yeah, not even, even changed his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is that the Witch? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I've got a take of that. So now I can just edit it over the top, okay? So I'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like, he goes, is that the Blair Witch? There we go. That'll be yep. fun in post. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this film looks terrible. Yeah. Um, the end. Yeah. Um, Book of Shadows, like, who even cares? Like, oh, it's the Book of Shadows. Like, just put a light on it. <laughs> Yeah, get fix one of those little, yeah, fix those little clip-on yeah. lights. Yeah, one of those little reading lights. Boom. Yeah. Bright as hell. I can read the book. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, all right. Next, we have Down, a.k.a. The Shaft. Now, this might be a bit of a struggle for us to find if we decide to watch it. We might yeah, end I up get... with a quite, quite a different movie. Um, when, <laughs> when, when the elevators in New York's 102 story millennium building start to malfunction, mechanic Mark Newman is sent to find the cause after a series of gruesome and deadly accidents occur. That's in, in quotations. Mark joins forces with spunky reporter Jennifer. <laughs> spunky reporter. Spunky. The only spunky reporter I can think of is the reporter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Alice, no. Is that her name? Alice? No. April, April. April, yeah. In a big, like, yellow, like, jumpsuit. Yeah. Kill Bill style jumpsuit. Um, not quite, but whatever. Um, this film has Naomi Watts, who I assume is playing Spunky Reporter Jennifer, and Ron what? Perlman. What? And it's about a haunted lift. That's. It's, it looks. What? It looks <laughs> trash. It looks so trash. I think it's from. I want to say it's from the director of Disturbia, but that might have been one of the other films we looked at. Are we looking at? Um, wow, that's quite a cast for what sounds like a terrible garbage film. That's right. Not not from the director of Disturbia, but this film is called Down or or The Shaft, Ooh. and the director's name is Dick Maas. I feel like they're taking the piss. Yeah, we're we're gonna if we decide on this and we try to search it, we're getting we're getting boobs. It almost sounds like someone like he got caught or something, saying something like "down the shaft, dick, <laughs> dick down the shaft," and someone's like, "I've got it on tape that you said this," <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm talking about my new film called <laughs> Down, aka The Shaft, obviously," and he had to make this whole film. It's got Michael Ironside. Oh, he's the best. Bloody, uh, bloody Splinter Cell himself. That, uh, yep, okay. That, yeah, that's the one. That's the thing I'm going to pull out. That's that's the reference. All right. Anyway. Um, any other fun facts about Down, aka the Shaft? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's everything. <laughs> what's uh, what's up next? Uh, up next is. The incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so this film has two exclamation marks and a question mark at the end of the title. Um, although I watched the trailer and it doesn't in the trailer. Uh, That's and someone disappointing. points out in the comments in the trailer that 
uh, you know the title so long when the narrator has to take a breath halfway through. <laughs> um, this this film looks nuts. I think it's basically about, um, according to the trailer I watched, uh, scantily clad uh, women that draw people into like a circus uh, carnival attraction and then they become mixed up zombies, I guess. But it's weird to me because the title says the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies, which infers that before they became mixed up zombies, they were already incredibly strange creatures. (laughs) (laughs) So what were they? (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, it sounds like they might have been sort of, uh, you know, the the alternate people of society of the time. Maybe, you know, this is a... Metaphor, don't go to beach carnivals. Yeah, beatniks. They were beatniks. That's right. Yeah, strange pictures then beatniks. Um uh but yeah, I'll I'll quickly I'll quickly really read the synopsis. I guess it's hoping to relax for the day. Beatniks, as mentioned, Jerry, Angela, and Harold head for a seaside carnival. But after visiting strange fortune teller Madame Estorella, Jerry is transformed into a ruthless killer. Maybe that's the incredibly strange creature. With a penchant for performing song and dance at the Parks nightclub. And as if Jerry's attacks along the beach weren't enough, Madame Estrella inadvertently unleashes a horde of undead minions on the unsuspecting carnival populace. So, I think there's a bit of a musical vibe to this one as well. Ah, musical and a horror. Yeah. That's novel. That's novel. Uh, Yeah, so that's that film. What's next? Next, uh, Jaws the Revenge, which I believe is the fourth in the series after 3D. Let me point out that um, this actually has worse reviews than Jaws 3D, which is saying a lot based on that synopsis I read earlier. Um, the family of widow Alan Brody, uh, spoiler alert for other Jaws movies, oh, no. um, has long been plagued by shark attacks and this unfortunate association continues when her son is the victim of a massive great white. In mourning, Alan goes to visit her other son, Michael, in the Bahamas, where she meets the charming Hoagie Newcomb, played by Michael Caine. As Alan and Hoagie begin a relationship, a huge shark appears off the coast of the island, and Alan's trouble with the great whites begins again. Yes, the shark follows her to the Bahamas. It, <laughs> this time, it's personal. It's just like like a... That's literally what the movie is. Um, why Michael Caine somehow landed in this film is a mystery. I mean, um, Michael Caine's in a lot of trash films. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, think he true. has quite the esteem back then that he does now. Um, yeah, that's I think Chris, Christopher Nolan kind of really pulled, pulled him out of a bit of a uh, bit of a mess it was in. I like that his name in this movie is Hoagie because mm. to me that's a sandwich. <laughs> And I've I've started quite a few relationships with hoagies, <laughs> and they did, and they all ended in a big chomp. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> yep. That's um, Jaws: The Revenge. Can we just do uh, do our usual ichthyologist check on Jaws: The Revenge? Don't think there is one. Ah, well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, how we know. Yeah, I know. Um, hoagie is a, a seaplane pilot. Ah, uh, there you go. In the Bahamas. Uh, we have the Gallows. Uh, in 1993, a freak accident involving a noose kills teenager Charlie Grimmel during a high school production of the Gallows. Right, okay, I gotcha. 
20 yeah. years later, on the eve of the play's revival, hmm, poor choice of words, students Reese, Pfeiffer, Ryan, and Cassidy. Are they, are, they, are they using the real names of the actors? Yeah, the real names of the actors. That really confused me when I was putting this in. Yeah, because the real names of the actors sound made up. Because <laughs> you got Reese, Reese Mishler, yeah. Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer Brown, and Ryan, Ryan Shoes. And yeah, Cassidy. it's like if, no you, if you put all of IMDb into like an AI program and said, make a cast <laughs> list. And it's like, yep, Reese Mishler and Pfeiffer Brown. <laughs> Ryan Shoes. <laughs> Shoes. Yeah. He's got a podcast called Shoes Your Own Adventure. Um, oh. And Cassidy become trapped in the auditorium with no way of calling for help. A night of terror awaits the four friends as they face the wrath of a malevolent and vengeful spirit. It seems Charlie will have his curtain call after all. Um, I did I did watch the trailer for this one. It's, uh, believe it or not, it is a found footage film. Oh. Um Two of the things I noted from the trailer is that um, there's characters saying, Charlie, Charlie. And all I could think of was, come on, Charlie, you've got to go to Candy Mountain, Charlie. <laughs> um, if people know that. And the second thing to note was that, of course, the trailer has an emotional cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, hello, hello, uh, hello, uh, hello. God, this is like that's like the worst cinema trend. This is going to be a little quick rant. It's the worst cinema trend that has happened in the last like fifteen years. I hate Mm. it. I hate it. I hate it. Mm. The only time that it is good is when it's I got five on it from us. Only time. (laughs) Only time. Every other time, it's the worst thing. And it's in horror movies. It's in action movies. It's in playing Marvel movies. It's everything. Yeah. Stop it. I'm sick of it. But there is. The formula works to an extent, I think, because <laughs> yeah, I it did know, the first it. time. But then every time after that, I'm just like, oh, good, you saw that trailer the first time as well. Just yeah. stop it. Stop I feel it. Like, like Suicide Squad was probably the the worst for it. It was the kind of the peak, kind of like tipping point, maybe. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get like, when is it gonna be like this weird sort of horror movie that comes out? It's like you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. Oh, that's like, got to have been done already. Hundred percent. Spooky bad touch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like spooky Planet of the Apes or something. Um, oh, yeah. See, now I want to see that. I've just <laughs> been hoisted by my Actually, own petard. <laughs> Actually, I th- I'm pretty sure uh, we've reserved that that song for um, Hand Goose. Hand Goose. <laughs> you Damn birds, you idiot! Ant- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, what do we got next? Uh, man thing, man thing. When a greedy oil you make baron... my heart sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when a greedy oil baron sets his sights on drilling in a Louisiana swamp, a monstrous creature is awakened. The Baron and his associates are killed in the swamp thicket, spurring an investigation led by Sheriff Kyle Williams. Although the Seminoles are initially suspected of the murders, the swamp creature known as Man-Thing is the killer. A gruesome creature made of plants and vines, Man-Thing possesses strange and dangerous powers. Oh, man. Uh, Um, When you first started reading that, I'm like, is this There Will Be Blood too? Um, Daniel Day Lewis on its man thing. Um, So, do you know much about man thing? 
It's a Marvel Cinematic Universe character. Oh. Uh, so has appeared in other mediums and, and so forth. And is not to be confused with Swamp Thing, which is the DC <laughs> version. <laughs> Um, which I think makes more sense because man thing is just a man. A man. That's a man, yeah. It's like a man who's been bitten by a man and turned into more of a man. Yeah. Did did they not like know Patrick that Swamp Warburton. Man was an option that was what? available? Swamp, Swamp Man. Like that. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going, all right, um, Swamp Thing. Can't do that. And it's like, okay, what about we substitute man instead? It's like, yeah, great idea. Man Thing. Uh, no, that's uh, a great yeah. idea. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Uh, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, go with that. Um, this looks bananas, but yeah, I don't know. There's, it looks like there's some cheesy effects in it and stuff. I imagine it'd be quite um, very green tinged the entire film. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. look the same. Swamp Thing and Man Thing, as far as I can tell, look like the same character. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if if you grow up in a swamp, you're gonna look a certain way. And if you grow up in a man, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Nothing could happen. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, the Wicker <gasps> Man. Here we are again. Uh, a reclusive lawman, Nicholas Cage, travels to a secluded island to search for a girl who has gone missing. Once there, he discovers sinister forces at work among the island's secretive residents, including strange sexual rituals, a harvest fe- festival, and possible human sacrifice. Ooh. Ooh Wicked Man. Uh, yep. Why does, why does Nicolas Cage have so many C's in his name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, James. Why? Why? Um, yeah, I don't know either. He was just born that way. Actually, yeah. Cage isn't his surname, is it? It's Coppola. That's right. Mm. It is fun, fun trivia. Yep, that's more. Um, that's more trivia than my Edward trivia. <laughs> Iwawa, uh, Iwa, Iwawa, Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this film's pretty popular for how terrible it is. Um. Often, often appearing in in lists and highlights and how to get burned, how to get burned, ah, the bees. Um, uh. Yeah, I do. I feel like this is maybe the first time we've talked about Nicolas Cage. Really? Somehow. Yeah. That's a miracle. That is a miracle because he's in like six movies this year. But it, it's almost this like year. his, but his, his filmography is almost like uh, suited for that's popcorn because he is either in the best films or the worst films. There's no like There's no Nicolas Cage film. Yeah. You've got either adaptation, or you've got like that other one. Everything where he has else a mustache. that is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drive Angry or something. Drive Angry is a great film. It <laughs> sounds have, great. Have you seen it? It's no. So Nicolas Cage, he's like come back from hell with his car or something, and he has to go on like a vengeful thing against the devil, and the devil's played by. That guy who is the banker at the start of Dark Knight, and he's in Prison Break, and he's kind of like a Christopher Walken light type character. Ah, it's great. I feel like really I know cool. exactly who it is. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in ages. I'm pretty sure there's a scene where Nicolas Cage is sleeping with a woman, but gets attacked. So they continue. They like hold position 
as he's like shooting people with a shotgun around the room, unless I'm thinking of a different film. Um, that movie sounds fantastic. It's bananas. Anyway, let's drive angry. It's not on either of these lists uh, for good reason. Um, um, the Wicker Man. Yeah, look, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently not good. The Human Centipede 3, final sequence. Um, to punish his prisoners, a sadistic warden and his right-hand man hatch a scheme to suture 500 inmates together. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Have you seen Yuck. any of them? Never. Like, when we talk about horror movies, like, I'm not, like, I don't care about getting spooked. I'm like, yeah, give me some scares, give me some scares. But when you get to the gross stuff with poopy and pee-pee, I'm like, this isn't scary anymore. This is just disgusting and yuck. Uh, well, we found the title of this episode. <laughs> That's popcorn. The gross <laughs> stuff with poopy and pee-pee. <laughs> um, I've seen the first one and I've seen most of the second one. Um, the first one is kind of like novel in the sense that it's just stupid mm. um, what's happening. The second one is just incredibly graphic um, and it's in black and white. And I think the reason it's in black and white was because it would be too graphic in color. Um, but then in the second one, it's incredibly meta because it exists in a world where the first film exists. Ah. And so the actress who's in the first film, one of the actresses in the first film plays herself in the second film. And then I just watched the trailer before for the third film. And that is also meta because it's in a world where both the first and the second film exist. See, I find that very interesting and it's actually piqued my interest for this poo-poo pee-pee film. The trailer makes it look like a comedy. Um, not a particularly good comedy, but a comedy nonetheless. I feel like it's leaning more into that stupid body horror comedy vibe yeah. than it ever had before. The second one, there's it's just nasty. The second one's almost like a Lars von Trier level of nastiness. That being said, the third one might be two. I only just watched the trailer. <laughs> uh, I do see that it's got Eric Roberts in it. And, um, yeah, that's a – I mean, he's never made the best movie choices, but it's, uh, it's a surprise to me. Who's Eric Roberts? What would we know? Julia Roberts', Roberts brother. And he was in uh, the yeah. Mr. Brightside video, um, Emma Roberts' father. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. He's and... in uh, b- 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 Batman, Dark Knight. Yes. He's also in yes. Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, have you just gone to his IMDb page? No. And looked at his credits? He has like 400 films currently filming. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... Oh, my God. <laughs> right? There's so much <laughs> on his list. Oh what my is God. going on? What is happening? He must just do so many little bit parts or something. I mean, some of it is like post-production and stuff, so whatever. That is absolutely... I I implore everybody who is listening to just... You will will not... You will down guess. What's the word? You will low guess. You You will will, low ball that number. You will low ball that number. Like the highest number you can think of (laughs) is lower than the actual amount. I cannot... Like... I, oh, 
<laughs> I was going to start reading them out, but I feel like we'll be here all day. We will literally be here. That is insane. And then even like films and stuff that have come out in 2020 is super long. Like, yeah. This is bonkers. Dude, works. Right. I'm, I'm, we're, I'm doing an offshoot uh, podcast where we just go through we just, Roberts, just watch like, Eric Roberts films. This is bananas. <laughs> I don't know. Forget right. Julia. Eric's the one that's working his ass off yeah, out there. No, no one's talking about him. Oh, wow. Boy. All, All right. right. So um, maybe I shouldn't be so surprised that he's in the human center. Yeah, because apparently he's in everything. He's in every single movie. Um, what's okay. up next, Richard? Next, we have Blood Rain. In 18th century Romania, after spending much of her life in a traveling circus, human vampire hybrid Rain. Christana, 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 Logan, Logan. Yeah, I like it. Escapes and plots to take down her evil vampire father, Kagan, played by Academy Award winner. Yep, and Sir ben, Knight of the Realm. Oh, Knight of the Realm, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. When she discovers, when she's discovered by three vampire hunters, Vladimir, Michael Madsen, Katerin, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sebastian, Matt Davis. She manages to convince them to spare her life and join her cause. But slaying a vampire as powerful as Kagan will be no easy task. Uh, fun fact, mm. they named Kogan after Ben Kingsley's performance <laughs> of... <laughs> um, this is a video game movie, is it not? This is... Three, two, one. It's a game This is so. This is um, including the next two, I think, on our list, and maybe the to round out the list. Actually, mm. um, these are yeah, Uwe Uwe Bowl films. Um, yeah, notorious I... for purchasing rights to video game movies. Yeah, and doing a hatchet job on it. And uh, interesting fact, um, when I watch like Poo Poo and Pee Pee gross movies, um, I need to sit next to a Uri Bowl. Just in case um, I I feel the urge. (laughs) Oh, uh, Uri. Pass me the Uri Bowl. Oh, man. uh, also, interesting fact, um, I think this movie has meatloaf in it. And when I saw a snippet of the trailer, it said meatloaf a day. And I'm just like, oh, you started putting his surname in, in the credits now, in case he gets confused with that other actor named Meatloaf. <laughs> oh, you know all those meatloaf actors. Yeah. Um, uh, Uwe Bowl. Uwe? <laughs> <laughs> Uwe, Uwe Bowl. Um, he made headlines once for challenging... Uh, critics to box boxing matches because <laughs> um, of course <laughs> did, which just sounds terrible so um, apparently Rich Lotax Kianka stated on something awful that he had been invited by Bowl to be the first contestant after Kianka reviewed Alone in the Dark, a film that's coming up next in our list yes. um, yeah he uh and the, the critic lost it. <coughs> um, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot of backstory there uh, <laughs> worth checking out. Um, this, on the other hand, probably not worth checking out. Blood probably Rain, probably not, because, I mean, in terms of Bowl films, I think this is in the middling one with a score of 2.9 on IMDb. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a height of Uibol. Because <laughs> uh, it's next up is uh, Alone in the Dark, um, another video game film. When the investigations of supernatural detective Edward Carnby, played by Christian Slater, lead him to uncover a long-lost tribe called the Abscani, he finds out they worshipped demons. These evil creatures are now attempting to resurface in the world, and Edward can stop them only with the help of A-Line, Aline Sedrak. A-Line Sedrak, uh, an archaeologist <laughs> who also happens to be his old flame. With sinister forces attempting to take over Edward's mind, can he and Aline stop them before it's too late? Oh, boy. Yeah, that just seems like a tire fire. Yeah, and I think the other thing to say about Ui's video game movies is that I feel like they didn't follow the source material a lot all the time. Yeah, like I haven't really seen many of them, but I think they're like similar in name only. Mm. Um, Speaking of which, and uh, this rounds out our list, House of the Dead. Simon Tyron 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 Let's so and Greg Will Sanderson. Ah <laughs> on the, from the ah. from the from the Greg transfer. <laughs> um meet uh Simon and Greg. Simon and Greg. Simon and Greg. No. They're the Wiggles. They are, is it's it? Half it the is. Wiggles. That's what I, I yeah. thought I heard. I'm like, these names sound familiar. Um, meet a group of friends and set out to attend a rave on a remote island. It when is they the miss the ferry, they decide to ride with Kirk, Jürgen, probably Jürgen, Jürgen Prochnow, a smuggler. They find the island deserted and discover that the party goers have been killed by zombies. Now, the group must evade the deadly creatures and try to find safety. However, the only means of escape, Kirk's boat, has been overrun, forcing the survivors to ward off the undead. Uh, House of the Dead, notorious for its uh, its incredible story as a video game. House of the Dead is, a, <laughs> is an arcade game where you shoot zombies. That's about the, that's the it. And you have to story. you have to go into the hood, um, like under a hood to play it. Um, so, oh, did you? Yeah, so children's can't can't like oh. see that you're shooting zombies. Um, interesting that in this synopsis, there's a distinct lack of mention of a house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's just on an island or something. Yeah, there's a ferry, there's an island, there's an extra boat. Um no no house mentioned. So um, um Kirk, right, is he has a boat. Yeah. Right. Well, he's a smuggler. Yeah. yeah. But if it's his boat, right, is he the captain of that boat? Ah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Where could you be going with this? I'm just wondering if he's he's Captain Kirk. all right cool that's Uh, the end of our bad movie list yeah uh that brings us to the 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 what do we what what should we call it in this spooky episode the shortening (laughs) 
<laughs> the shortening that yeah that's um or is that that's just what you used to make like bread like like cookies in it it's not yeah. scary about that yeah um <laughs> it's about as scary as seafood extender um mm. all right so let's let's maybe go back to our good yeah ones. let's let's do that let's refresh with some some good um, um, i think we, we had a couple um that we sort of shortlisted from from that list we did I, I think Quaidan is right yes. up there. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, perhaps uh, like maybe Rosemary's Baby is a is a shortlist. Is a shortlist maybe? Yep. Maybe baby. <laughs> so I think Alien, Rosemary's Baby, and Quaidan. Yeah. Are our like top three. Yep. So we've got a spooky space movie, spooky pregnant baby. Um, and Japanese, um, anthology film. Yeah. Okay. Now, looking at the bad boys, <laughs> I... Um, I think Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 is pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I think fear.com is up there. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested. Okay, fear.com. What do you think? Um Yeah, I know um I am kind of interested in some of the Bowl ones. Like might just be worth throwing one in there like the Alone in the Dark just to so Christian Slater can get some uh, get some love in the podcast. Tara I Reed, think, I don't think he ever will again. Tara Reed's definitely going to show up again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no doubt about that. I think um, um, I think the gallows gets gets out of here because I'm just a bit over found footage films for the moment. Yep. I think Jaws 3D. I don't think we need to watch it. I think if if anything, everyone just needs to go YouTube the Jaws 3D explosion scene. I think that's all you need to see. It's um, it's a shark exploding. It's probably some of the trashiest effects mm. ever. Um, and I think, I think the disappointments room is is just boring. It just sounds like every single haunted house movie. Mm. And you can look at the Metacritic. It's thirty one, so it's you know it's kind of like up in that. It's too high. <laughs> Yes, it's too too good for us. Um, all right, uh, let's look at the bad ones. So fear.com, you got a 16, you got a 3.4, 3, and 18. Um, and then you got a Lone in the Dark, 9, 2.4, a 1 from Critics, and 11. Um, and Book of Shadows was the other one we talked about. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm happy to way up there, man. Sorry, that's that's way up there. It is way up. There's got fourteen percent. Fourteen. Whoa, Oscar worthy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we get rid of Book of Shadows. Yeah, um, and it is a sequel. Seems like sequel. we'd be doing a bit of a disservice to do a sequel. That's true. Um, it's hard to pick. I think personally, between Alone in the Dark and House of the Dead, but. Oh no! You made a good point around Christian Slater and Tara Reid, so I'm happy to I'm happy to have Alone in the Dark be the the Uwe Bowl representation. Yeah. Um, or do we just uh, just don't worry about it and just bite the bullet and do fear.com.com? 
I think we do. I think we do fear.com.com and we do, I think we do quite in. I want to do quite in. I'm, I want I'm, to do quite I'm, I'm, I'm very interested because it's, it's not something I'd heard about prior to today. Yeah. And uh, it looks amazing. So I have high expectations for quite in. Yes. Uh, James, that's spoop corn. I think we we did some good spooping. Good spooping. So yeah. we are going to be watching Quay Dan and fear.com.com.com. Check them out wherever you can find them. Hopefully you can find them and hopefully we can find hopefully them. Hopefully we can find them. That's, that's the next challenge. Uh, next week we'll be talking about those two films. James, anything else you've been watching over the last bit? Um, I watched Wake in Fright last night. Ah, uh, which I've not seen before, and it is terrific. And I don't think I want beer again. You want? I don't want beer. You don't no, want beer again? No more beer. Um, is that why? Is that I? I don't remember much about. I haven't seen it actually, so that's why uh, I don't remember much about. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's it's very much about uh, sort of. Uh, you're just gonna watch it. But okay. Yeah. Um. Is it about a shark, but it's a metaphor for alcoholism? Uh, no, it's about alcohol. It's a metaphor for alcohol. Sharks on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty, cool. pretty, pretty dark and filmed like really well, and some really interesting sort of sequences that are pretty disturbing. And yeah, um, Australian I, film, isn't it? It is Australian. A- American actor. Uh, British, I believe. Okay. British, um, and yeah, and you can sort of read a lot into it. Um, just like, oh, maybe it's this, 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 this. Um, pretty uh, horrifying kangaroo hunt scene. Um, if you're a little squeamish or don't like animals being killed. <laughs> Luckily, though, I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's my- well, Top on our special of, of Death to Animals, <laughs> that's Popcorn episode. That's going to be right up there. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Richard? What have you been watching? What's good? Um, in the in the horror movie theme, we've been watching a few of those. So um, I might mention a, a few that we've watched that um, we watched. Uh, so <laughs> Hell House, I mentioned before, was the fan footage one. Um, set in a haunted uh, house, but like, you know, the... What do you call it? Is it just called a haunted house when it's like a, uh, an experience? Yeah. Uh, a theme oh, yeah, like a, like a, a theme park thing. Yep. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Uh, uh, yes, please. <laughs> I'm going to go to one of those. Just not this one because it is actually haunted uh-huh. in the canon of the film. Uh, then we also watched the guest Dan Stephen film. That's interesting. I was almost going to put that on the list because I wasn't mm. sure, A, if you'd seen it. Um, and the reason it didn't make it to the list because the reviews weren't quite good enough, but that's a good, I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, you liked it? I really yeah. did. Yeah, it was a bit of fun. We, I was I was wondering which, which list you were going to put it on because I feel like it could go either way almost, that one. Um, no, I was going to put it on the good. Um, okay. But, yeah, uh, it, was, it was interesting. I feel like it kind of, it fell away a bit towards the end when it became less about the kind of, tension and mystery and more just like and just a full-blown 80s like yeah. john carpenter horror movie um, yeah yeah i thought that was 
that's what elevated it to why I like it so much. Yeah. I think just because it does that real sort of switcheroo. Yeah. And I also, I think I've just, I just got a soft spot for Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens? What is his name? Steve Daniels. Ever since like Legion. Uh, I just think he's great. Mm, yeah. Um, even in terrible films, I think he's interesting at least. Um, like he's in Apostle as well. That's quite a good horror film. Um, Never heard of it. It's on Netflix and it's directed by someone who did something else. That's good. Uh, let's see who it is. Gareth Evans. Oh. Directed by Gareth Evans who did like Monster and uh, did he do Rogue One? Oh, no, no, no. No, he's not. Sorry. He did The Raid. The Raid and The Raid yes. 2. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, That's he did. That's of. Yeah. Um, he's cool. got Gangs of London coming out, which I really want to see. Um, but the one I was going to mention that I feel like people, I don't know, maybe they have seen it, but Hashtag Alive, which is like a Korean zombie oh. film on Netflix at the moment. And that was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting little take on on zombie films nothing kind of new really but just done well and very modern if, and very timely if you do it well you can't lose that's right if you do it well you can't lose that's that's our, our saying yes yeah, my tramp stamp <laughs> <laughs> Oof. um okay before we put this podcast in the ooey bowl hey. uh like comment subscribe follow tweet um email us at hello at that's popcorn.com uh, whatever you want really just send me a picture of christian bale's beard i'm still waiting christian bale's beard need that um uh, go watch quaidan and the other one that we picked yeah uh, com. not to be confused with randy quaidan <laughs> different different, different guy yeah randy quaidan andrews Randy Quaid and his brother Dennis. <laughs> oh, yeah, the natural end to this go. podcast. There anyway, thanks go. for listening to Falls that Scripcorn. Fade to black. Fade to black. Bye. Oh, that was spooky. Oh, thanks.